Hello everyone and welcome to Life in the Word podcast. Yes, we are in a new year. We thank God for how far he has brought us. And um, if it has not been for his goodness and his mercies, I uh, wouldn't be here. And we thank God for the opportunity given to us. I also want to thank you for allowing me to come your way with the word of God. Yes, the year has begun. We're in a new year. And uh, we want to take our time to set up some foundations that will help us um, to walk in our prophetic word or our guiding word for this year. You know, we don't just walk in manifestation in this life. In this life, nothing just happens by itself. I'm talking about any great thing um, that you see uh, manifesting. It doesn't just happen. You know, so if we want to walk in what God has planned for us, uh, we need to first become the thing. We first have to become the manifestation. You got it. So you cannot just walk in what you're not. You cannot just say that um, this year is my year of this, and then it starts happening by all by itself. If you want to walk in what God has purposed for you, you have to become first what you want to see. You see, you first have to become that thing. So we started uh, looking at uh, the first pillar. Uh, we want to lay some pillars that will help us. And uh, we started looking at the first pillar, which is the pillar of our mindset. The pillar of our mindset. We talked a lot about it last week, that your mindset determines your direction. It determines the course of your life. It determines your attitude. You see, so if you're going to see a nation rising or falling um, or a church goes forward or stagnates, it all depends on mindsets. Think about what I've said. Mindset is a very powerful thing. And um, if we are not careful and um, um, careful about the kind of uh, mindset that we are developing into, um, it can bring us down or we can go up. It all depends on our mindset. You can, br- you know, you can bring a lot of limitation on your life, depending on your mindset. And a lot of people are limiting themselves because of their mindset. Mindset is a powerful thing. Um, you know, it can either enhance your life or it can decrease your life. And many people are busy, you know, praying to God and binding and breaking, but they are not willing. They are unwilling to do something about their mindset. We looked at ways that we can set limits on our lives. Um, We gave some examples that because of maybe your past failures um, can be kind of a a struggle in your life. You know, you've not yet get over it. So it kind of put a limitation on your life. We can also put a limitation on our lives by the society. Right, the society can put a limitation on you and tell you that now you know um, that's the way it goes. You know, nobody crossed that line. Nobody, you know, is able to do such a thing because that's the way it is. It is the way the way the way it is. It is the way it is. So they wanted to follow that kind of you know <laughs> that same line. You know, where everybody's following and you like a zombie. You know, everybody's you know going that same direction. But you know that as we children of God. We don't walk by the things that we see and hear because the scripture makes it very clear. The word of God must have the final authority over our lives. So when God's word says something, you better believe God more than you believe the society. 
in God's word says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. And faith is of the heart. Faith is of the spirit. So we as Christians, we walk by inner conviction of the Holy Spirit in the inside of us. We don't walk by what we hear and what we see. We are moved and led by what is going on in the inside of us. God is going to put desires in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is going to communicate a lot of information to, to us. As long as we dedicate ourselves to God and connect ourselves to Him, God will be revealing things to us through the Holy Spirit. And that is how we are supposed to live our Christian life. We are not supposed to live by what the society says. Or sometimes relationships also can put a limitation on people. Even sometimes your own spouse does not believe in you, will tell you that you can't do this. You are not good at that. You're not good at this. You know, uh, telling you what you can do and what you cannot do. All these kind of, you know, uh, situations can put a limitation on our lives. Another example we looked at was education. You know, maybe lack of education in your life. Um, the devil will tell you, you know what, you're old, your time is over, you never went to school, and all that kind of things. So you can't do this, you cannot do that. Um, that's not what the Word of God says. You know, if you have the opportunity to go back to school and or learn something or do something or to enhance your life, um, go ahead and do it. Don't let anybody stop you. You know, don't let anybody stop you. See, God doesn't want us to put limitation on our, ourselves because we can. We can put limitation on ourselves um, based on the above, uh, you know, examples that I've just given you now. So we have to be led by what God says that we can do. It says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We need to take those limits of our lives. That was the last point we looked at uh, last week. How can we take the limits of our lives? And I gave you the only key, the only key, and that is the word of God. The word of God is the only key. Child of God, if you are going to walk in abundance, if you are going to walk free from every past failures, from every struggles and every pain and every hurts in your soul, the only thing that has the power to heal you is the word of God. That's what the Bible says. Desire the word of God for it has the power to heal your soul. Only the word of God. So the more you are increasing in the knowledge of God, the more you are taking time to study the word of God, the more you're making the word of God first place in your life, the word of God um, is taking its roots in your heart, right? The Holy Spirit is going to make sure that he will reveal the truth. That is the rhema, the power of the word that you are studying. And when revelation comes into your life, I tell you, Albert, you, um, your life will begin to change. Your life will begin to change. Why? Because we cannot think beyond our knowledge of the word of God. Think about what I've said. We cannot think beyond. So you put a limitation on yourself if you lack um, if your knowledge about the Word of God is limited, it's going to affect, you know, um, your, your thinking mindset. It's going to affect how you're going to live life because you cannot give what you don't have. You cannot live what you are not. So the more you are growing in discovering in the knowledge of who God is and whom he has made you to become, to be in Christ, the more you are growing in the knowledge of God, the more you are enhancing your life, you see, the more you take the limits of your life. 
So your level of what you know will determine your mindset. The more we know the word of God, the more we know what we have, see, and the more we can do. Don't forget that. The more we know the word of God, the more we know what we have, and the more we can do. So our thinking, our thinking, child of God, must be in line with the word of God, which means if you have less word, you're going to have wrong thinking. It's going to affect your life. We need to keep growing in the knowledge of God. If you want to take the limitation that the devil is trying to put on you, if you want to take the limitation uh, limitation of your life because of your past mistakes and your old life, now you have a new life in Christ, and now you want to walk in that new life, um, it is very important as a child of God that you keep growing. You keep growing in the knowledge of God's word. So you don't limit, so you, you actually limit yourself when you have limited word of God in your life. And then number two, we say that if you are going to take the limits of your life, you have to renew your mind constantly. How do we renew our mind? That's why I said the only key is the word. We renew our mind, you know, uh, we get transformed by the renewing of our mind with the word of God. We renew our mind by studying the word of God. We renew our mind by believing the word of God with all our hearts. And number three, we renew our minds by acting on the word of God by confessing it. Let me say it again. How do you see? If we want to take the limits of our lives, we will have to constantly, constantly renew our mind. And how do we renew our mind? You renew your mind by Studying the word of God, right? Making time for God's word in your life. Number two, you got to believe it. Believe what you hear. Believe what you're studying. Believe the word of God. And then you, when you believe something, you, you got to act on it. So you act on the word of God. And one of the ways in which we can act on God's word is by confessing it with our mouth. You let what you believe come out of your mouth. And as you stay close, as you stay in close fellowship with God through prayer, through meditating and studying the word of God, you learn to distinguish the source of your thoughts. You begin to know that this is from God and this is not from God. You know, so this is what basically we looked at last week that we need to, you know, set up the right mindset if we want to do well this year. Today, we're going to look at the next pillar. We're going to look at the second pillar that we need to put in place this year if we are going to walk in manifestation, and that is the pillar of vision. The pillar of vision. Do you know that the greatest gift ever given to mankind is not the gift of sight, but the gift of vision? Think about it. The greatest gift that is ever given to mankind is the gift of vision. Vision will set you free from the limitations of what the eyes can see and allow. Vision sees further. Vision will allow you to see what your physical eyes cannot see. Let's look at some key scriptures here. Um, Proverbs 29 verse 18. Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, let me first read from the Amplified Vision. It says, where there is no vision, it means where there is no revelation of God and his word, he said, the people are unrestrained, but happier, happy and blessed is who keeps the law of God. 
If you read from the King James, no, from the New NLT, it says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whosoever obeys the law is joyful. So you see, when there is no vision in our lives, uh, we become confused in life and we don't know where we're heading towards to in life. Vision is very important, child of God. If you are going to do well in life, you must, you need to have a vision. You must have a vision for your life. You need to have a vision for your marriage. You need to have a vision for your children. You need to have a vision for your ministry. Don't leave anything in your life um, going unprepared, going without aim, going without a goal. You need a vision for your life. You know, living life without a vision will make your life meaningless. I wanted to write it down if you can. Living without a vision, living life without a vision will make your life meaningless. It will make your life full of pain and frustration. You know, God wants your life to make sense. God wants you to be a person of vision. When you don't have a vision, you are going to have a very bad life. You're going to live a bad life. You're not going to live a good life. Your life will be full of negative thoughts, guiding you nowhere, you know, and you don't know what you're about. I recently asked somebody, what are your plans for this year? And the person told me, I don't know. You see, it is very important that you know where you're heading towards in life. Because you don't, what you don't know, um, you can't have it. You cannot achieve it. God created us to be people of vision. God created us with a purpose. He has a plan for our lives. And when you discover the plans of God or the purpose of God for your life, God will provide for the vision. But you have to believe that God has a plan for my life. And when you believe God has a plan for your life, God is going to make sure that he will provide and give you a vision for your life. See, when you are divided... And, and God provides or gives you a direction for your life. If you don't know where you're going, you see, in life, that's what I mean by you've been divided to, you know, you don't even know. Because vision, you, you stick to one thing, you go in one place. So when you are not clear with where you're going in life, you're going to get more trouble. But when you have a vision for your life, God is going to provide for the vision. That is one thing I wanted to know. But you got to be determined that I'm going to get a vision for my life. And it starts from believing that God created you with a purpose. God has a plan for your life. Because if you don't know the plan and the purpose of God for your life, then what type of vision are you going to pursue? You're going to pursue your own thing and you're going to end up as a failure. It is God who has a plan for your life. You see, when God was creating the world in Genesis 1, the first thing that he said was, let there be light. You see, when God wants to work, he turns on the light. But when the devil wants to work, he turns off the light. So in the beginning, God turned on the light to see so he can create. So without vision, we see vision is to be able to see far or further with the heart. Without vision, you cannot see. See, you're like a blind bat. You don't know what you're about. You don't know where you're going. But God wants us to see before anything happens in our life. Did you hear what I said? God wants you to see before anything happens in your life. Vision is light. Vision is letting God tell you 
what is the purpose of your life. Vision is you letting God tell you what is the purpose of your marriage. Uh, vision is you letting God tell you what is the purpose of my ministry, my children, my marriage, you see, and so forth and so forth. You ask God, why did you put me here? Why did you put me there? God has a plan for your life. So out of the plan, out of you seeking the purpose of God for your life, you get a plan. You, you see, vision comes. So out of the plan that God has for your life, he gives you a vision. Vision is now with the inner conviction like Nehemiah. God put it in his heart, not through a dream or a prophecy, but God put it in his heart. Jeremiah gathered the, the elders and the people to help him rebuild back the walls of Jerusalem. And he told them that God put the vision in his heart. You see, when you know the plan of God and the purpose of God for your life, God will provide for the vision. Right? So you ask God, why did you put us together as a married folks? Why did, see, as a married couple, why did God put you together? Why? You see, God... When God puts you together, God is going to care and God is going to show up when you need him. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? It's so important to know that if God is the one that put you together, God is going to make sure that when you need him, he's going to provide everything that you're going to need for you to have a successful life or a successful marriage. So right now, I want us to look at why is vision so important? Why is, why is it so important for us to have a vision for our lives? Number one, vision gives us clarity and precision in life. When there is vision, there is clarity. When there is vision, everything you do is in precision. You, you, you know where you're going. You know what you're supposed to do. So to avoid confusion... You know, in our lives, it is very important that we must or we need a clear vision for our life. You see, confusion is the opposite of clarity. So when there is no, no clarity, there is going to be confusion. So the question you need to ask yourself is, why do you exist? Until you know why you exist and, and what for and why God placed you there, you have no, no foundation. There is no direction in your life. You have no motivation. You see, I have come to realize that nothing dis discourages a person more than not knowing why you exist. We need a clear purpose of why we do what we do. Without a vision, you are easily distracted in life. Have you realized that? You are easily dis distracted. So do you know why you do what you do? Do you know why God put you together? Do you know why you are a minister? Do you know why you are a pastor? Do you know why you're doing what you're doing right now? Did God told you to do it, to, to do that? Did God told you to do it? If you don't know, if you are not sure, you better get sure of it. If not, you are wasting time. Many Christians are confused in life, in their marriage, in their calling, because they don't know what's next. God never created anything to operate in confusion. He wants us to operate in the light, to operate our lives full of vision. See, God wants you to know what you're about. He wants you to know where you're going so God can look at you from heaven and God can be proud of you and say, this is my son. 
Every father wants to be a proud person of their children, isn't it? But God doesn't want us to live a sluggish, confused, you know, haphazard, com complicated life. And we don't know where we're heading towards to in life. If we do that, we're going to jeopardize our life. We put our life in a very dangerous uh, uh, position uh, where it, it opens so much doors for the devil. So when there is vision, vision is so important in our lives. When there is vision, there is what? Clarity and precision. You know what you're about. You know what you're going, where you're going. You know what you're supposed to do. But when there is no vision, frustration and confusion is easily um, available or it's easily, you know, seen in everything we do. Number two reason why vision is so important is because um, you, you, it creates passion. When there is vision, it, it creates passion. You can write Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. We know it. It says write the vision down and what should you do? You run with it. You run with it. You see, when there is, when there is vision, it creates passion. When you, when you put the vision down, one thing I've realized with my own experience is it creates excitement. You know, you become excited. And God wants you to be excited. God wants you to be happy for feeling the plans that he has for our lives. He doesn't want you to be fulfilling the plans he has for you with you complaining. Then God never called you for it. God wants us to have fun in, in fulfilling the plans that he has for our lives. God's plan for your, your life, you know, would not turn down the smile of your face. You know, well, that's not his plan. God will see God. People think God is so serious that when you smile, he asks you, what are you smiling? What are you laughing at? God is not like that. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have fun in what you're doing. That is his plan for us. Some people think when God calls you, it means turn that smile off your face. Don't smile. Well, we're busy. We're serious, you know. You know, don't you no, God is not like that. God is not like that. So we need a vision. So number three, think that when there is vision in your life, the third thing it's going to create in your life is purity. Yes, purity. P-U-R-Y-T-Y, -Y, purity. Without vision, you cannot live a purified life. I've realized that. You cannot live a purified life. What do I mean? You are going to live a bad life. Without vision, what do I mean? You are going to live a negative life. Because where there is no vision, the people, you know, don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're about. So we live in a how. Because you don't know what you're supposed to do. So vision will help you live a purified life. You live a careful life. You live life unto God because you have a vision. Hallelujah. And number four, when we have vision in our life. Number four reason why vision is so important is it creates oneness. If you are married, for example, um, you know, two becomes one. But when there is no vision in a marriage or in a team, in a church, in our lives, um, we cannot agree. But, but, but when there is oneness, there is an agreement. You go the same direction. But when there is no oneness, you are going to fight a lot. You fight when you are not one. You fight when you have no vision. Jesus said a house divided against itself will not stand. But before then, you got to get a vision for your home. Every marriage with two vision is not going to work. 
<laughs> Let me say it again. Every marriage with two visions is not going to work. The, the man is going to have um, his own vision. The woman has her own vision. You're not going the same direction. There's nothing you do that is going to work. So when there is vision in our lives, when there is vision at home, what happens is it creates oneness. We are going the same thing. Um, we don't fight. We, we know we, we, easy, we hardly disagree. Even if we disagree, we disagree to agree, you know, because sometimes we, you know, we're different. But when there is vision, it's very easy. We make life more easier for, our, for ourselves. And number five, when there is vision, why vision is so important is victory. Is victory. You win when you have a vision. When you don't see what God is doing, you are not going to succeed. But vision helps you to see. Vision helps you to know where you're going in life. So you are going to win. You are going to be victorious. Hallelujah. So these are four, five important things that um, if, if there is vision in our lives, it's going to help us. Number one, remember, it will bring clarity and precision. Number two, there's going to be passion in your life. You are going to do things with passion. You are always encouraged and excited because there is vision. And number three is purity. You're going to live a purified life. And number four, there's going to be oneness. Uh, I mean, whatever you're trying to do as an individual and also um, as a team or as a marriage couple. And number five is victory. You're going to succeed. It's very important. And the last thing I want to share with you before um, we join main service today. You see, when there is vision in your life, the next thing now you take or the next step is now you can go ahead and plan. You see, when vision is clear, you can now plan. There is vision for my life is clear. Um, you know, you, you can now go ahead and plan. You have to take your time and know your vision for your life. Discover who you are. You know, and now vision is clear. Now you want to move to the next level of becoming who you are. You know, how you can move ahead and perform or execute. You, you're taking your time to develop who you are. You're now planning for your life. Maybe there's somebody here, you're asking, so how do I know who I am? How do I know uh, my calling and, and what God has called me to do? Now, let me say this. If you want to discover who you are, go to God. Seek him with all your heart and let him guide you. He will show you what to do. When you, sh you see, when we sow more time with God, the more time that you spend with him, we reap his presence. That's one thing I've realized. Never forget what I said. When we sow, what you sow is what you're going to reap. In fact, you're going to reap more than you sow. So when we sow more time with God, fellowshipping with God, wanting to know his will for our lives, you know the results? You will reap his presence. You will reap his brokenness. And you are going to reap who you are. You are going to find out who you are when we spend time in his presence. So you got to discover who you are. And number two, you have to become who you are. Now God has revealed to you, you, you know what he has called you to do, you don't just get up and start doing it. You have to learn. You have to be trained. You have to be taught. You have to have a mentor. You have to have a spiritual leader over your life who corrects you and guides you, who you are accountable to. You need to find somebody. You need to have somebody into your life who you are accountable to. It's very important. 
so you you know they can help you and guide you become who God has uh, made you uh, to be so you can do what God has called you to do. Remember, God calls you first to become, first, be, uh, first to become before you can do. But the problem with a lot of people, yeah, God, I saw it in the vision. I heard it. I got a prophecy. God said I will be this. God said I'll be that. And they get up, start doing it without first taking their time to, to grow, you know, into what God has called them um, to do. So take your time and develop and grow. And in doing that, you need to prioritize your day well. You cannot control how you feel sometimes or the things that happen around you. But what you can do is to prioritize your day. Decide that this is my life. This is what God told me to do. Spend more, most of your time reading books in the area of where you're going in life. Spend time with people do, who are going the same direction like you are going. You know, So your happiness um, is connected to how you prioritize your day. It's very important. Our happiness is, is locked up in what we, we, we accomplish. You know, so that is how God created us. So how do you feel when you achieve something? What happens? You feel great. You're happy. You're like, oh, yeah. Uh, we see anytime you're, you're doing what you call to do, you know, it, it makes you more happy in life. Let me say it again. Your happiness is connected to how you prioritize your day. Your happiness is locked up in what we accomplish. Whenever we accomplish something in our life, we are all proud of ourselves. You know, it makes you more happy. Or you become depressed and discouraged, you know, when you are not achieving your life purpose. So be goal-oriented, you know. Life is too short trying to be everything. So um, find out who you are. Take your time developing it. Now you've become, with the leading of God's um, Holy Spirit in your life, you now know how to execute. You now know where to go, how to do it. You keep humble, still be humble and follow God's instruction and direction for your life. So your life, your ministry, your marriage, you know, it will, it will work when there is a vision, you know, but it will not work without a vision. So you need to have a vision, you know, for your life. You need to have a vision for your ministry. It's very important as a child of God. So child of God, that is all we have for today. Uh, next week, we're going to get deeper. Our time is up. So let's have a vision for our life. you got to sit down and plan. If you uh, need a mentor, pursue a mentor to help you how to set up the right vision, you know, for your life. There is help out there. Hey, don't, you know, live life anyhow. Don't waste time. Don't waste your life. Um, make it be determined. Be determined this year. I want to first become manifestation. I want to become manifestation before I can walk in manifestation. And it all starts with you. So God richly bless you. And uh, once again, thank you for allowing us to come your way with the word of God. And we will see you when we see you. God richly bless you. And bye-bye. <music>